What is happening? Welcome to the Maha McCann podcast, a fortnightly philosophy and lifestyle podcast. Unpacking guests, philosophies and stories for your personal growth and development. Doing some deep, deep self-improvement on the lowest reaches of the human mind. And sometimes just having a bit of crack. Um, today I am joined by the founder of the Numbered Days Collective, Debbie Shaw. Uh, Debbie is the creator of the Take Two podcast, where she has in-depth conversations with indie folks to create new perspectives. Uh, in this podcast, we're talking about podcasting mostly, uh, building connections with people, how to ask better questions, what conversations are all about and what we've learned from having so many of them. And also how, you know, you could start your own podcast, how you would do that, how you would market it, the channels and tools that you'll use and how to make those snazzy video clips that Debbie is so famous for on TikTok and which everybody loves. And also just a bit about social media and how the good and the bad and how it's shaping society. So this is a really fun one, very enjoyable to listen to and good crack and insightful so if you want to subscribe to the podcast just hit that follow button on spotify and i hope you enjoy the podcast Bo. Welcome to the podcast, Debbie Shaw. Hello, thank you so much for having me. I'm excited. Thank you for joining me. Um, it's kind of funny now that we're like, I did it over at your house and now like you've come over to my house and we're doing like a kind of reverse. Kind of digital podcast. house, let's put it that way. Huh? Digital like, house. It's, yeah, <laughs> basically I get to be really nosy now and ask loads of questions. So I'll be yeah. starting off with loads of these. Would Tell me a bit about Take Two. I mean, what um, motivated you to start doing it? What motivated me to start doing it? I always want, so if we were to go back when I was like younger, I always wanted to do something creative. I always wanted a creative life. And <laughs> I always used to like try and figure out how to piece things together. And I think it's only at this moment in time that like I'm finally starting to connect the dots now that they're happening, right? Mm -hmm. I always asked very abstract questions. Always. Like, I probably have a diary entry at the age of, like, probably what, what primary school level, just being like, what is God? <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I always had an existential crisis, even, at, like, before the age of 13, right? Um, but anyways, like, moving forward then, like, I was always, like, dabbling in with video, photo, graphic design, that sort of thing. And there was always... I always used to let go of that hobby fairly quick. But uh, when the podcast idea came about, at first I was like, oh, let me do a solo one. But then I was like, you know what? If I want to expand, it's not my network. I hate the term network. But if I want to expand like my connections to people, especially being in a country that you're not born into, it's like, oh, guests is where it's at. So that's where the element of like bringing guests on take two is always just like a different perspective to things. I like another take besides my own. I, I like to, I probably like my key word for the episodes is happy middle. Mm. 
I like to say that a lot. So that's like where the whole spiel of like bringing someone in to talk about a specific topic, a la Joe Rogan minus the four hours, and then on to the next, on to the next. So yeah, that's basically it anyways. Mm -hmm. But it seems like you're, you're really like into like meaningful questions and meaningful conversation rather than just like, I know there's a lot of people that start podcasts and just kind of focus on like shy talk or just like taking the piss or like kind of, you know, Joanne McNally, whatever, you know, like my therapist ghosted me type stuff. Um, whereas it seems mm. like you're really focused on kind of a different type of conversation, this kind of like that involves like learning and change and this kind of, I, I really like the word meaning when it comes to conversations because it's something that I really gravitate towards. Um, so I wonder what it is that kind of drew you to that. Do you think it's just your personality? Is it, you know, where you come from? Was there a particular influence that um, made that appealing? I was always interested in not just meaning, but communication, media and journalism, right? So a massive inspiration of mine is literally just magazines and like new stuff. I like seeing how companies communicate a specific message in terms of the depth of the conversations i agree with you i don't i am a bantery person i am like quite sarcastic so like the more episodes that people listen to like of the show they would understand my kind of humor but i <laughs> i don't think i am like interesting enough to just talk nonsense all the time i am quite a serious person then so i always like to like it, it's always like really funny but like whenever like someone comes over and my girlfriend is here right and we just start i i just immediately start talking about politics and it's like all right debbie ruined the conversation like like there's no spark <laughs> left over here in the house like so i've always been a little bit extra like that is like my characteristic if we were to put it that way um but yeah like in terms of inspiration mm -hmm, of uh, i all i want to get really good at asking questions i want to get really good at mm -hmm. asking conversations and i want people mm -hmm. to tune into the show knowing that they're going to get a very transparent message of like whatever the topic is it's also really important to me that pe when people listen, they they take whatever information suits them, whatever advice suits them, and apply it to their life. I don't want it to be like a cult <laughs> where it's like, listen yeah, to me and only me. Yeah. And I think that a lot of like podcast, um, not even podcasters, right? But like usually when you tap into the advice space without any qualifications, <laughs> um, where you're basically just talking out of your hole, uh, that kind of like starts to happen a little bit where you could, you're always going to offend people, you're always going to trigger people, but then you just offend people for vanity metrics. And I'm not exactly about that. Yeah, there's a dreadful kind of massive industry that I, I suppose we kind of end up as a part of doing social media stuff and podcasting, but there's a way in my mind anyway there's a way to do it right and a way to do it wrong and something like just having these conversations for the sake of getting people's attention just to boost up your ratings is a very attempting or a very attractive proposal but 
the idea that there's something more that we can do, which is, I think, what you're saying about conversation, particularly about questions. Like, it kind of hit me, like, post-pandemic, how much, how many conversations you have with people and how, like, when you meet a new person, when you're, like, start off with a relationship, you're introduced to a person, like, you're presented with this opportunity always. Like, you're going to have a conversation. That's how it's going to work. Like, it's very rare that you meet somebody and there's no talking or it's a relationship where there isn't any kind of communication through conversation and how like if you're not confident in conversation or you're not comfortable or you feel kind of out of your depth every relationship is going to be such a strain like it's always going to be something that's not that enjoyable have you found that doing the podcast has improved your communication or do you feel like you've gotten some insight from it it has definitely helped me gain a lot more confidence in talking to people where now hey i have a little bit of a hobby right because consider like if we were to look at the timeline of just my life i was studying from obviously like a very young age to the point of like my master's degree i did that all in one go so my head was always very down and i graduated in 2019 no end of 2019 just like straight into a pandemic and working so when it come when it came to meeting people right and like what do you do for fun there there wasn't my for fun it was just work which is a sign of the times it had to happen like my head had to be down a little bit longer just like context and nothing it's not really that deep but uh, i like I am more confident in myself now that I'm like, oh, yes, I do have this sighting. And I am ha like now I'm just like talking to people, you know, and like you and I have message gone back and forth like a few times after my podcast as well. Now I know that if I came across a really cool article about stoicism and social media, I can just link it to you and I have a buddy. <laughs> um, so that has helped me like in the context of just my life and my connections. I think it's just like a new creative way to just get chatting to people that I want to chat to. I'm a very non-bullshitty kind of person. So those kind of like mm -hmm. conversations of, oh yeah, let's meet up for a coffee and like tell me about like all this gossip. It's, uh, it, it's not really my thing. Um, so it was the perfect way to like position myself among people that I want to be connected to in a non-selfish way, if that makes any sense. Mm. Do you ever find yourself in a podcast where you end up in that situation where you end up and you feel like, oh, this conversation like isn't in the place where I feel like, cause I'm always like uh, trying to feel like where the conversation is or feel where it's going and kind of like catch the rhythm of it almost in a mm. way. And sometimes you're like, why the fuck is this? You're just like at a brick wall or something. Like I remember that, like interviewing one guy who I really wanted to talk to, like I'm a huge admirer of him, but we were just like, walking into brick walls constantly and i was like how is this you know it, it just it was so frustrating in a way but i wonder you know have you encountered that and what do you do when you're in that situation have i encountered that yes i have um it's usually when people are not ready to share or be not vulnerable. My my episodes are not exactly therapy, but people tend to like describe that a little bit because I always how I, I ask the how and the why and like uh, so 
we do tap in a little bit into feelings sometimes. But if I've had guests that are very just like, oh, yeah, it's fine. Like, I don't exactly struggle. And if I do, that's it. Um, and everything is very surface level. So it has happened very hard, very hard. Um, mm. I have like tried to make sure that I don't, I know that I am resp like the driver in this, com in the conversations that I do record, but sometimes it is like a two way street. Like you, I need a little bit of like help and sometimes people aren't ready to help. What have I done to steer that conversation a little bit better is, okay, so let's say if we're doing it face-to-face, -face, right? I would literally just push my microphone away, you know, like have a sip of water and just like chat and make them a little bit more comfortable. Um, like even if I just like come up with like a silly excuse just so that like they can breathe a little bit. I, I'm not a confrontational person whatsoever. So it's just like to relax. The conversations that I've had in person have always gone well. And I think the main reason why it's gone well is because they're there. I chat to them. I hold their, like I shake their hand. And I'm ch they're like chit chatting. You know what I mean? They're getting a feel for the environment right before we record. So it's always usually been on um, Zoom, like online remote recordings, where it's conversations. remote is a lot harder because mm. you never exactly know, eh? Like sometimes someone wants to be like, all right, hi, come on, let's go. <laughs> you know, like I don't really, like I'm not too interested in talking to you. I am interested in talking at you. Um, with that, I still take my time. I take my time and I chit chat as much as I can. So that until they're comfortable, even if that means I let them know like the little notes I have and like where I wanted to go that I also like to blindside them with questions that they weren't expecting where they go, ah, that's a good question. After that, they usually stop to think once they stop to think, then they're like, okay, she needs a good answer for this. Boom. And they lay it. Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, it's something I, I've really paid a lot of attention to, I suppose, doing these conversations all the time is like the different kind of different types of conversation that some people will just like try and steamroll you so they don't really have to go into any detail, maybe. And that maybe that's like a defense yeah. thing or like somebody will again, you know, you're knocking on a door and they don't want to open the door and fair enough. Mm. Maybe we all get, you know maybe they just don't feel like it's appropriate or because people are listening, you don't want to like, you know, maybe you don't want to become that transparent, I suppose. Um, that's something I, I try and focus on in conversations, trying to become more transparent, but also it's not necessarily an easy thing to do. Like it's quite, um, we're kind of not opaque or not transparent to ourselves sometimes. So like, I wonder, are you, when you're talking to somebody, like, are you focused 100% on them? Are you focused on you? How do you think, are you thinking about your words? Are you, you know, where does your attention kind of lie? My intention lies in what's next. My attention mm. also lies on the guest. So the way I usually have a conversation, so let's say if I know that my next, the next question that I'm coming up with is quite heavy, I usually lay myself out first and then I go, what do you think about that? You know what I mean? So I had an episode with Connor O'Keefe 
he's an ultra marathon runner. And prior to that, like in like at some point in his life, he was knocked out unconscious coming up for, for like an Irish title fight in Muay Thai. Uh, and he was on a winning streak rather than being like, listen, you lost. <laughs> what was that like? I went, one of my greatest fears is like fear of failure and da, 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 da. You also failed like in something like that. Let's talk about that a little bit. So the moment that I kind of showed my vulnerability a little bit, they kind of like dance with you. You know where they're like okay mm, i'm safe that's very she's also shitting on herself you know what i mean yeah that's exactly what i've observed as well and like what i was thinking is like that you trade like authenticity with somebody almost mm. like you trade something like it's like fair game it's like i'll give you a truth that i don't find comfortable about myself and then if you're playing the game as well you'll give me a truth and then we kind of do it more and more until we're we have like this reciprocal relationship almost it's like a a kind of trust emerges between you that you're both you're not going to jump on each other for it or you're not going to like victimize each other for something or be like oh or kind of you know you create almost like the rules of the space i suppose by by doing that um is that something you've applied in your own life outside of podcasting as well or is it just something that you found in interviews i've always been like that <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, I've always I think anyone I've never been an argumentative person but like mm -hmm. if you'd ask someone in my personal life usually they would be able to say that like oh Debbie's quite good at d debates you know because mm -hmm. it's uh, I'm letting people like know my secret sauce right but the way I usually go about in like debates is I let someone mm -hmm. talk I get their piece, I reaffirm what they're saying, and then I bring in a heavy butt or I bring in a heavy like look on the other side. So I let people, <laughs> I, I set the rules of the dance. Mm -hmm. I show them how to do it. I dance with them, but then I let them go and I let them do it. The one thing that I had to learn specifically with podcasting is learning the right time to shut up. I, uh, so that's the one thing. And that's when I brought out a pen and paper actually, because before I would like be so focused on, oh, they said a really good point. When am I going to say a really good point? You know, um, where now I just have a pen and paper. And whenever that happens, I just write it down, carry on talking. You said this X amount of minutes ago. Let's talk about that. And this is what happened to me. People need a little bit of you. They do. I think it's really weird when there are, when there's a conversation of just like a bunch of questions without much input from the person that's asking the questions. There needs to be that little bit of interest, you know, especially considering that you're not, this is not a live conversation where you can like look at the audience and see if like people are agreeing with you or not. Um, so yeah, per in personal discussions, I've definitely gotten a little bit more abstract with the questions I ask people. Yeah, it gives me a weird kind of, like exactly the same thing that like almost because I was down with my girlfriend this weekend, like meeting her whole family for the first time, basically. So well, like her extended family. 
So like, okay. I was at like a big family party basically, and she's like, "Oh, are you gonna be okay? Are you gonna be all right?" And, and like, I'm not drinking at the moment, so like, it was a big session, and obviously you're not drinking. You're kind of sitting in the corner with like a seven up. But um, like, I, <laughs> what I was 100%, I was like, it's fine because what I really like doing is getting into conversations with people, and something that from podcasting and from my own life that I realized is like, people are really weird. Like, if you if you really like if you pay attention and you're actually interested in stuff, people will start to open up and start to reveal things about themselves, like little anecdotes or something. Then you'll be like, okay, hang on a second. You know, you did this at this time. That sounds pretty crazy. Like, what was that about? And mm. people, everybody's so used to being ignored all the time or like fake conversation or like small talk that's just like mind numbing that when you're actually interested in what they're saying, you get into good conversations very quickly, I think. It's, yeah. it's something I use in podcasting as well. It's just like curiosity as like, I, I heard a guy, Chris Williams, I don't know if you know him from the Modern Wisdom podcast. Um, he described it as like weaponized curiosity, where it's like <laughs> your curiosity is like your tool almost to like go further into the conversation all the time. And you seem like a very curious person in general. Maybe that's the kind of thing that, you know, drives the, the interest in podcasting. Oh yeah, for sure. That uh, I'm also very interested in people, uh, especially in the way that they managed to make a life out of what they love. Like something, I am fairly new to this and I'm also quite early in my life. I'm 24. So, um, people have niched down so specifically and so accurately, right? And coming from Malta, which is like a, a country where we don't have that many international figures that have created the success for themselves, where you can look up to these people. Mm. Um, I don't, I'm not saying that everyone has a blueprint. None of us have a blueprint, but I, I've never had that person to like pinpoint and be like, they did it, I can go after them because this is the context that they have. So I'm fairly new to like navigating this space by myself. And that's why like, I'm so curious on these people, you know, the how the fuck did you make a career out of breathing and meditation? Like you, this is your job. You know, Neil O'Morco just came out with a bloody book and is like instructing next to Wim Hof amazing amazing like congrats to you you know what i mean what <laughs> like yeah, i mean it's a, yeah it's so cool it's so cool like everyone that like sits in front of me usually whenever i have a conversation with them i'm like you are doing it you're doing it um so i've always been curious of course on like their topic and their niche like that's the questions that i ask them i never ask them about their career it's more just like seeing these people like in the flesh in front of me i'm just like you are real like it is possible you know mm. yeah and i think i mean to play devil's advocate a little bit on that do you think maybe with the like social media and the current thing like we have to define ourselves really tightly it's like Oh, you're the breathing guy and like as soon as you try and do mm. something else it's like you've stepped out of your niche or you're off brand or you're kind of creating this like contradiction because i i 
I see that. I feel that a lot myself. Like I do loads of different things and trying to like mesh them all into one thing, you'd almost go mental. Like <laughs> you're like trying to be like, yeah. I need to be this guy that does this one thing. And that makes sense to everybody. Cause it's a brand or something. But um, yeah. at the same time, we're so complicated and like the, the curiosity, I suppose that for me just like spills into all these different things. Um, for sure. Yeah. yeah, I I agree entirely. I have this weird snippet where I'm basically just saying "fuck your niche" in the middle of a podcast, right? While we're talking about niches, yeah. um, I think it's about like authenticity, you know. So mm. I understand how. Look, the world is so globalized right now to the point where we're really like we're directly competing with each other. I'm not saying that I'm competing with you. You know what I mean? But like, we are consistent. Like you think you're original, or original, not really. And that I understand like the focus on niching down. In our space, unless you have a specific theme, health and fitness, crypto, that sort of thing, there's really no point in niching down. Like with all the guests I have, like the other day, someone asked me like, what's the podcast about? And I'm like, hmm. It's about guests and perspectives. Like that's basically it. It's conversation. That's it. Like tune in, tune out. And I think it's fine. Like at the end of the day, I think if we, if we were to eliminate the concept of niching down and just being authentically yourself and not putting too much pressure on your hobbies and what are you going to do about it, you know, and just presenting you for you, that's when good shit will happen, you know, like not censoring yourself where you fight, like you posting your clips makes me connect more with you. Like you got a tattoo recently. That, that, oh, yeah. That's cool. You know what I mean? Like, uh, go on. There you go. <laughs> Noise. Show it. Yeah. Show it off on the podcast every time not. But <laughs> Yeah, yeah. First time. <laughs> you saw it here at first, boys. <laughs> um <laughs> but but like you got I'm connecting with you more, you know? Like you weren't sensing censoring yourself. And I think that's basically like not even the niche, but like people can connect with you more. That's what like I am figuring out right now is how to package myself a little bit better. I don't want That's to niche down. Exactly like, where I'm at. Um, yeah. How to package yourself that it's palatable to people, but also authentic is such a weird, because it will, it goes back to our last conversation about the social media stuff. I mean, because the platforms have specific rules for success on them and um, certain things do better than other things. So the, the emphasis is always on like, do I, if, if I was being authentic and it completely flopped and nobody gave a shit about it, you know, should I do that? Or do I need to be successful and authentic on it? Um, mm. But that's why I like podcasting, because I think on a podcast, you can't really hide. You can't pretend to be somebody else for an hour or two. And it'll become very obvious, I think, to people listening. Or like if I was a different person every episode, people would be like, what the fuck is going on? Like, this is clearly, yeah. you know you'd be some sort of lunatic. Whereas on maybe social media platforms like Instagram or something like that, it's easier to kind of hide or easier to create like a persona 
but that's why mm. I think it's kind of ballsy to start a podcast, I suppose, and have to kind of like put yourself out there in a way. For sure. Also, I think, look, podcasting is really fun and it's really addicting. Mm. It, like, it's so mm. good. Like, I'm buzzing after every single conversation I have. Mm. It's not, in, like, that instant gratification of social media is not there. Like, uh, mm. you're usually the process to it, unless you are a celebrity, right? Like, we're not, if you are a nobody in the context of, like, social media numbers, you have to really get used to four listens and 12 listens and 28 and that sort of thing you know what i mean um smaller audience yeah much smaller audience to the point as well where like sometimes like i have a few tiktoks that like have like picked up a few views and stuff mm. sometimes they do tune in but like in terms of like the number on tiktok versus the number on spotify is very different and that's something mm. that i really had to learn recently is even if you see a podcast really po that's really popular like on your feed the chances of that amount of listens like transferring like to followers is low a and b i don't know i'm gonna bounce this off of you actually yeah. I was, uh, I, I usually like clip out a, a lot of like sound bites and I post them. Like I edit them quite heavily and then I post them. And the other day, people really like to get triggered. They're a little bit butthurt right now in the world. I'll be on, I'm going to say that. Please don't clip me out in this part. <laughs> That's um, <laughs> please don't. <laughs> but basically, right. Um, I had commented back being something like, listen, for context, like you can tell that this is a podcast. I am not going to extend it to a, I'm not going to give you a five minute clip, ruin like the algorithm and all that shit. You can tell it's a podcast. If you want to listen to the whole fucking thing, go like literally go. No one is stopping you. If you don't want to keep scrolling, I didn't say that at all, but someone said, oh yeah, I gave it a listen. But I am taking in this piece of content as a statement because that is how it was uploaded. And after that, I was like, huh, all right, I, I see, I see. Fair enough. You're, you're not wrong, mate. You know what I mean? Like, and that's when I figured out that like, I also, that w I have this responsibility <laughs> to make sure that any argument I'm making is not, not even half assed, right? Like it was like 28 mm. seconds or something like that is complete to the point where I'm also including the devil's advocate perspective into it. You are absolutely preaching to the choir here. I mean, this is why I upload clips. I mean, I upload clips that are like three, I try not to, like, I'd love to do like one minute or like 40 second clips. But like, I'm such a like, I'm like, oh, but that point doesn't make sense unless we have like this sentence after it. And it's like, oh, and the conclusion of like the paragraph that she was saying is here at the end. So I end up with this like three minute, 40 seconds clip. That's one complete idea that nobody will ever watch because it's too yeah. long for yeah. the algorithm. But then I chop it to something smaller, but it creates a different meaning. And 
I think a lot of people create shorter clips as well. And I'm definitely not saying that you do this, Debbie, but that for YouTube and stuff like that, that will, that are like really incendiary just to, you know, create a kind of conversation about it to get people to the podcast um, because that works on the algorithm. Um, mm -hmm. And if you're trying to do something that actually makes like coherent sense and like flesh it out, I mean, I don't think you can flesh out anything in 60 seconds. I, I don't actually think that it's even possible to have like a complete idea in that time because it's it's just a snippet. Like it's just a, you know, it's a teaser really. Um, yeah. But it comes across, as you said, like a, a statement. It comes across as a statement. And mm. also like, um, it's so weird because I, I completely, after that, I it kind of like slow a it slowed down my approach to posting short clips on TikTok, because um, it's not even like polarizing, right? But uh, mm. it, it was I, I understand that like okay, I have a responsibility here. I understand mm. that a sixteen second clip will go like will get picked up quicker because it will have an increased like watch time, like percentage wise, like. This is number uh, a numbers game at the end of the day. Yes. Mm -hmm. And there will be less butthurt people. That means less comments. And, uh, you know, like, I, I won't be, like, dividing people more, which is okay. Again, I am... Uh, I <laughs> Go watch the TikToks. It is not anything triggering whatsoever. Whatsoever. I don't think that I am a confrontational person or a divisive person. But sometimes, like, people do take it like that. People can get... Just for the crack. Feelings in a bunch over whatever anyway, to be honest. Like, um, yeah. It just happens. I actually... Yeah, I actually was asking this question and I'd like... Uh, I'm turning the tables here. You are the maestro of this conversation. Don't worry. But... Go for it. Do you think that social media would be a nicer place if the... If comments did not have a like button? Uh, yeah. Definitely. Um, I would say, I mean, before they had a lot of the problems with social media that started in like 2009, 2012, or when they added the like and share button uh, with Facebook, because it allowed people to start rating everything. So if you couldn't rate it, the incentive to create things that would be rated well just wouldn't exist. Um, mm -hmm. So it would, yeah, it would, it would have a big effect. Like the whole, it's really interesting looking into it because like, all the architecture, like how the, the platforms are designed, the choice architecture is just made to get people to engage loads. Like that's how it's all designed, but they don't think about like what that effect that has on people's, you know, self-image or what motivations that gives them to say things they don't believe, to post things that are, you know, just going to cause trouble for the sake of causing trouble. Um, and we're kind of existing in that ecosystem. Like it's really interesting. I love that we've gotten to this because it's such a great topic um, in terms of where I'm at, like podcasting. I'd actually rather have a smaller podcast, I think, and have an audience that like, I'm going to try and push a mailing list more so I communicate through mm. email rather than through social media platforms. So, and I want to do more in-person things like in-person conversations, in-person events, bring people together, have conversations. And the numbers that will be lower, I mean, it might not be loads of people um, on social media platforms, but I just think the the incentives at a certain point are very dodgy. Um, and trying to, for me anyway, I'm, I feel quite at odds with it in some sense. Um, maybe I'm just not that good at it. I don't know. Uh, but 
it's kind of like I started a TikTok account the other day because posting clips on TikTok is, you know, for podcasts is good. Um, but then I'm looking at TikTok and I'm looking at all these videos. And I'm like, I don't know if this is like this definitely isn't good for people. What's going on here? And on what level am I, you know, is there a good way to do it? Yeah. Um, maybe there is, but I, I just don't know. Like, the thing is, is that with the likes of TikTok, and I'm only saying that just because that's where, like, I have more engagement. Mm -hmm. yep. I was always really happy when it came, not even happy, because, no, there's no such emotion. Like, I don't want to, to associate happiness with TikTok. But mm -hmm. I was, like, the, at first there was quite a positive reaction of, oh, my God, there are, there's people giving their perspective. Take two, they're giving their takes. And that's why now I just let the comments go, like, fucking keep going, you know? There's people having conversations with themselves to the point where literally just, like, 12 comment threads. And you're like, oh, okay. Mm. Why won't you do you? <laughs> you know? Um, but recently I've come across quite a few people, not on my one, just like I noticed it as well, where people like to comment negative things or ironic things or rude things in order to get that 1.2k like likes on their comment they're getting ratio like they want to get the whole ratio thing yeah. and just be the top comment and all that <laughs> um which i i think is ridiculous you know as in that's what like i was thinking about recently where it's like oh you know, wouldn't it's such like an easy fix? I understand, I understand the engagement rate and like how important it is for people to stick around. I understand that social media companies mm -hmm. will not be giving that up anytime soon. I do hide the like count on my Instagram whenever I could, just because I don't want to feed into it. But I think that with comments, it's a really easy thing to just remove the likes for that. It will really stop with, like in the Irish scene, just being like calling people dole merchants for the crack. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And but that's the thing. That's the comment that will do really well. I mean, I feel like on social yeah. media, sincerity uh, and like genuine emotions almost come across as, you know, fake or like weird or kind of, you know, the tone that works the best is like sarcastic, ironic. You know, funny, cynical, smart, uh -huh. yeah, educated like as well. That kind mm -hmm. of yeah. There's a there's always a cynicism to it. I think or some kind of like I'm not sure why that's the case. Maybe it's just the people using the app, but it's it's definitely something that's pushed up by the algorithm. Is if you communicate in that way, like a guy who I'm really into, Mark. What's his name again? Mark Mar or not Mark Maron Mark. Um, the guy who wrote um, The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck. Oh, Mark. What's his uh, name? Again? Mark Manson. Mark Manson. Mark Manson. Yeah. Um, he is like, he made like his whole career on that, basically. Like, he gives like self help advice, but in that tone of like, you know, nobody gives a fuck, man. Screw this. Like, this kind of, you know, ironic, cynical kind of voice that appeals to maybe our generation and works on these mm -hmm. platforms for some reason. Um, but he was so successful at like, even though there might be better thinkers or better philosophers or whatever around his communication in that way was super, super successful. Um, 
So that type of communication seems to work really well generationally. But I guess if you took away the like button on that, it would take away the incentive for people to do it more. Um, exactly. But it's hard when you're making and, things for an audience, I suppose. Is like, do should we be in this podcast really like, oh, fuck everybody, man, screw you. Like, this is all bullshit, yeah. yada, yada. Uh -huh. Or should we try and be yeah, ourselves, even if it's not going to work? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I think it will eventually. I think if mm. I, I'm trying to undo a lot of thinking, and one of mm. them being that the hardest worker will be the most successful. I don't think that that's it. I do think uh, I'm trying to tap out of work hard and just like work smart instead. That sort of thing. Yep. Yep. I do think though that if your intentions are good, that if you are a nice person and that if you figure out something that like sticks and gives back to people and all that and you keep showing up there is this concept of hard work and serendipity that work around future episode i'm not quoting this is not a me quote this is someone else's quote hard work and serendipity you will get lucky because then you will end up in such situations where you would have put yourself in a position to get that luck you know um, so I do think that you should carry on with the TikTok, with the TikTok stuff, because mm. at the end of the day, it is not all that bad. And what I mean by that is that, yes, you're competing with a thumb scroll, but you're competing with a human that has a fucking thumb. I hope if not a thumb, something else, you know what I mean? But yeah. They can get that message out there. You, like it can actually positively impact someone at the end of the day. It, and that's why um, I don't really have like a screw you mentality when it comes to the comment section. I have more of a, ah, do better. Ah, like, come on, you know, like mm -hmm. you're, you're better than that guys, or you're missing the point here. But I'm also not going to argue with you. Keep going. Like, you do you. Because at the end of the day, I, I think it will be quite off-brand for me to shut down any other perspective just with the <laughs> message that, <laughs> you know what I mean? I can't be like, I'm wrong. That. And also for me, I can't, I can't be <laughs> arguing over something that I do not essentially know. If I brought you on to talk about stoicism... Yeah. And I cut that clip up and post it. And they're like, no, Seneca did not say this. I cannot say you are wrong because I'm not the one that said it. Like, you know what I mean? Yep. And uh, yeah, I, I'm, sure. I'm just uh, like allowing, giving you the space to do so. So I just like let things be. Funnily enough, what I also noticed is that when not even things go right, but... Uh, if something is not that divisive or it's not too like sad or motivational, people will not exactly engage. It's quite interesting. People are That's very quiet. That's another problem. Yeah. 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 It has to be very salient. So it has to be like an emotion <laughs> that they say, like, I remember James Smith talking about it, the guy, the oh, yeah. tea mm. guy. And he's like, oh, I started doing this thing where like, I'll just swear in like the first second of the video. And he's like, and it just boosts the engagement so much. Like if I just come on and just go. It just says oh, the word shit. fat. So, yeah, like, just like immediately. Like, just right I know why map, you're not losing fun. weight. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's great. Um, he, he's so funny. Mm. I, I think 
with him though it's kind of like he's offending a shit ton of people but he's also he's keeping his advice so simple you know and it's nearly ironic like he keeps saying like the lemon in your water in the morning is not going to make you lose weight yeah. And no bullshit like, as well, I think, is quite... No BS. ...in a sea of yeah. nonsense. Exactly, um, exactly. Oh, no, he's great. <laughs> but, yeah, there's an interesting guy you should look up, actually, who I got really into when I was doing, like, the research on social media stuff called Marshall McLuhan. He's a mm. Canadian philosopher. Um, and he his kind of whole thing was um, that the medium is the message. So, like, he said, like, whenever a TV was invented and everything, that changed the way, you know you could only by putting something on tv the message that you were putting out was contaminated by tv basically he said that like when we invented screens it actually took us backwards in time like reading oh. was like a step ahead and now we've gone back to like almost like cave drawings or like symbols and images and stuff so he said even by just having it on a screen the message you're giving out already contains the medium in it and by having it on a platform like Instagram or Facebook or anything, um, just by operating on their platform, the medium is always in the message as well, which is something I've kind of struggled with um, in terms of, and I've experimented with a lot of different mediums, I suppose, um, this being one of them, which I think is a pretty good one um, in terms of being able to express yourself genuinely. But I think, it, we need to take it off platform as well. Like we need to have these conversations in real life. Like it, it needs to be a, a practice that everybody engages in um, rather than yeah. just like we all do our bit on social media, like sharing something or like, you know, the kind of armchair activism that goes on a lot that we're all kind of, because we all, you know, we all care about a lot of stuff, but you know, you can't care about everything. We're very limited and there's a finite number of things, but, I think the the element of conversation is under threat on those platforms, even if it's from the okay. comment section or from, yeah. you know, for sure. Just it's, the fear. Yeah. Yeah. And it's weird, right? Because like, that's, this is our time, you know, how are you going? If you want a real life conversation, you do not just show up and expect people to sit down. I think someone that is doing something really good for the social media space is Vic Blends. He's filming, he's giving people uh, a free haircut, you know, having filming yeah. it gorgeous. He obviously has a team behind him and all that, but it's great. Unfortunately, not everyone is a hairdresser or a barber, yep. you know, I can't go out and be like, listen, let me fucking like give you an undercut here. You know what I mean? People have really shit haircuts, but they're for real. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so it's an interesting way on figuring out how to just show up and have mm -hmm. people come through without the, using social media as like a little space. Um, so submerging, I don't know. subverting the yeah. social media. Uh -huh, like, yeah, exactly. Like sometimes I was just thinking about it, you know, where I was looking at big blends and I was like, what the fuck can I do for people? Like he is doing something amazing. If I wanted to have a chat with a stranger, what can I do for them? I can offer them money. That will run out fairly quick. What can I do for them for free? 
I am not a. I can listen to them. I understand that, but uh, as in, th- there needs to be like that little like return, kind of like where we first yeah, started, sure. you know. Mm. And uh, I don't know. It's it's something that's been like that's. Ju- I haven't gotten anywhere yet because I was like, I can give them a coffee. They can buy themselves a coffee. So, um, <laughs> but that's something that was like going through my head recently where I was like, aha, like I want to do this in person. Mm. I yeah. do not want, I, I film at a, a local like brewery and all that kind of stuff. Like I'm all for alcohol and all that. I am in control of my alcohol, but I do not want it to be with alcohol involved. Like let's get smashed. Um, although the best conversations do happen, in my opinion, at the I smokers mean, area of a pub. Yeah, like, 100%. <laughs> uh, thank you. Exactly. I know you're not drinking, but like, I'm not saying you don't need to be drunk for that. Look. <laughs> I've been in one or two smoking areas in my time, so I can confirm. They're so good. Over there, everyone is just so relaxed. So, I talk to the strangest people at smokers areas and they all just like, oh, they, no one has asked me that. I was like, yeah. You know, because usually they ask if they if you want to shift their friend. Like, I'm not really competing for much when it comes to like um, questions at the smokers area. You know, um, so yeah. Anyway, like I'm just like dumping brain dumping everything on you right now. But like, aha, uh-huh, it is like quite interesting to figure out how to like transition mm-hmm. to like slowly letting go of social media. The other the closest thing that I could say to like where it's in person. But not exactly social media related, but probably still backwards, might be metaverse events. Oh, like yeah. one of my I mean, goal, yeah, like just yeah. a specific room where there's a bunch of avatars sitting, and like technically you're in like the center or whatever, or like you're just sitting down and like having a chit chat where it's like closest to being in person where you're still reaching the audience that like the one thing that is stopping us right now is just the fact that like, okay, yes, we can travel. But if you want to be like a small podcaster, the chances of people traveling to Dublin, to Belfast, to this specific location for a four person like event is quite low. Goggles on magic goggles on in your living room at a set time. Bam. Boom, there. you know, mm, but then, yeah, yeah, carry on. That was some, the, one of the only things really that was attracting me to the whole metaverse thing was like the possibility of more immersive conversations. Oh, I can't like, wait to have a conversation in the metaverse. Like that is literally on my bucket list. I want that to happen. The only thing that for now, the technology is not, not even too good at, but like, not super in is recording, like in the metaverse. You can correct me on it, but like mm. I haven't seen like super good quality, like long conversations happening on in the metaverse. No, I mean I've seen some stuff that people have done, like that they can have like basically virtual meetings, and you can mm. do it. Like I chatted to a woman from Epic Games, and they'd have like board meetings on top of Mount Kilimanjaro, and they'd all be like these AI avatars and stuff. I don't know how. How would you even record it is the other thing. Like, would it be like a movie exactly. or like, would it be yeah. whose perspective would uh-huh. you take in it? It'd mm-hmm. have to be like weirdly choreographed. But yeah, that's, I mean, again, it's kind of this, but I think we should, 
for me, definitely the metaverse thing is very interesting, but I think taking the skills of conversation, of like good conversation, of asking good questions, of being curious, of trying to get the truth and not trying to just like say, you know, what you think the other person wants to hear or anything. And this kind of like back and forth in goodwill that happens in podcasts, like taking that out of podcasting into day-to-day -day life in a way that, you know, you care about the person you're talking to, you're interested in them, you pay attention to them, you credit them with an, having a human life that's significant and that's actually worth, you know, learning about and paying attention to. And it, it, it creates a connection with each other that I think is the antidote to a lot of the distrust and the, you know, tribalism and the kind of, even the alienation people feel, the loneliness, the disconnection, like, I think the answer to a lot of these things lies in better conversations. Like for sure. It's done it for me. Um, for yeah. sure. But. Definitely. Definitely. And I love it when people reach out and are like, Oh, that was really good. And usually I like to like respond back and being like, Oh yeah, I really like this part, you know, like let's have a chit chat. The podcast does not end with the episode that's something that's like really important and something that i do want to work on which goes back to kind of like how am i going to package myself because right now i'm only at the start of this but like right now i am kind of not hiding behind the guests but it is mostly the guests because that's where i want the attention they are the main source of wisdom but like how am i going to be like in their like social media short for, like that's what my brain is going through right now i'm having great sleep not but uh, <laughs> like this is the shit that's like keeping me up at night right now uh if anyone important is listening that has an idea let me know like just slide in my dms you know and we'll have a nice chit chat but yeah anyways solve the, solve the puzzle <laughs> solve the puzzle exactly i'll come back on who knows with like millions um <laughs> yeah, email me as well like, I don't, I don't <laughs> yeah we're all struggling question. yeah um but yeah like the podcast doesn't the episode does not end there and i think that's the main thing when it comes to figuring out whether the person in question is here for the long run or not you know um obviously like sometimes when like people are like really big and they just like hop on to the next guest but there has to be that like meaning over there where yes like engage with whoever is engaging with you like say thank you ask them what they liked what they didn't what's helping them what's not you know um don't take it like as 100%, you know what I mean? Like the people that are asking me for shit all of a sudden, it's just like, oi, you know, like they ask me like to help them out with the podcast and then ask me on a date. And I'm like, no, thank you. You know, yeah, like I was like, we're, ta we're talking about like microphones over here. We're not talking about, um, mm. so uh, that that's just life um so you, i have to like slow down a little bit with in in that regard right but uh, yeah like i think that's where like the good stuff ends where usually you're just like oh we have to pick this up again you know um 
exactly. you've had like I a mean, few repeat guests, right? Like, yeah, yeah, I've mm-hmm. had a couple of people on. There was something there that you were saying that I want to pick up on just before I forget, which is that like that that metric of like connecting with people and having like I've had people come up to me, particularly like young guys that would have been like in the same state I was that like, you know, drinking a lot, maybe not being themselves, maybe lying to themselves in kind of like a a dark state of mind or in a bad place and saying like, oh man, like I completely, like that was me. Like I could, I heard what you're saying and that there's an appreciation to it. Like that's really Mm -hmm. for me what matters, but it's very hard to optimize for that. And I think the technology doesn't, like social media doesn't really, it's kind of like almost a mask in a way between you and that kind of it like it helps you get there but it's not quite the same as that connection with a person so it's almost like you can't ever have you know there isn't going to be like a spotify chart of like how much people have benefited in their lives from you know your words Um, Mm and it's something we can't really measure but but that's like that's the sauce pretty much as far that's as it, uh, no yeah you kind of like i have someone constantly saying it now it's usually for emails right but like when you work on something and you're about to send mm. it to a client they say send it with god which is just like it's out now you know and now it's mm. up to them and that's where like if it's going to help people or not you just send it with god like that's it and i find that quite comforting not the god thing just like the element of you can't control it you know because it's like all right i i did my part did debbie's checklist of needs get sorted yes was it a good chat yes it was did you get anything out of it deb yes you did what are you going to learn from it moving forward in the next episode what are you going to do this what will you not do boom 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 you get where i'm going on to the next now if that story is going to help someone good for them what i really like about podcasting as well being like a massive fan of personal journals and like diaries and like people is that people can just go back and go oh wow this is the start of debbie you know where i'm foreign i think bilingually so the amount of however's, exactly's, you know what I mean? That's like, I always have like a specific phrase that pops up in my head that fucking doesn't get out of my like tongue for a long time. So that's going to be like the start of me versus when I'm properly just like going with the flow and not saying arms all the time. Like that's something really exciting as well. It's just, I think Jordan Peterson was on the diary of the C- of a CEO recently, and he was talking about how we are kind of lacking skills in communication, which comes from writing, funnily enough. That's a, like he's trying to push writing a lot, but we are not, it goes back to our educational systems, right? Because they're encouraging passing exams and critical thinking is out the fucking window. So that's one thing. Um, the other thing is also when, so besides like education also, yeah, social media is becoming a very triggering place. You're either this or you're that. You're either, it's red pill, blue pill, you know, snowflakes, turfs. There's no fucking in between. There's no happy middle. 
Um, and I'm really happy to just like be embracing that middle in whichever way it fucking comes, you know? So I do encourage people to have a podcast. Don't have it. Don't release it. Talk to your phone and look at the transcript and see that internal dialogue with yourself. I think I, I really just encourage more, like if you want to have this kind, these kind of chats, you can start having them. You really can. It is actually quite possible. I thought that I still struggle to this day finding guests, but it's becoming more and more interesting the deeper I go. You know what I mean? So like we are living like this is the past is not bet any better than the present or the future. So like, it's usually quite easy to be like, oh yeah, I wish we had Marcus Aurelius. I wish we had Albert Einstein like around right now, Martin Luther King, Malcolm X. But uh, yeah, fair enough. But, but like, we also have our people like r right now. It's just about whether or not you're going to go fucking find them, whether or not you're going to go show up to their little like outdoor event just as it used to happen back in who knows fucking what where like the greeks had to like look at like aristotle like talk shit for a long time but then have one really good soundbite <laughs> and then write it down <laughs> you know what i mean so like we kind of have to seek it a little bit we do have to do a lot more searching i know that like because there is a lot of people talking shit me included um <laughs> but uh yeah, I, 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 I think it's fun. I think we're living in a fun time. I think it's when you figure out how to use technology in a more responsible way and have good conversations and publish them properly. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And that, I mean, that that's something that can, that's really appealing to people that can inspire them to have their conversations or to go out and start their own podcast, which was something we talked about kind of beforehand, which was that a lot of people have this idea of starting a podcast or a blog or, you know, putting stuff out there in some sense, but they might be kind of holding back or kind of like, oh, what if people judge me? What are people going to think of me? What's that comment section going to look like? But from my experience, it's, it's so much better over the other side, like to face the fear and get over it and fail and succeed and kind of run the experiment in a way like you don't know if the podcast is going to be great you don't know if people are going to hate it but you got to run the experiment and kind of see what happens and to mm -hmm. be willing to kind of get in the arena and actually you know give it a go put yourself out there and um, and see what happens in a sense and i wonder yeah. i guess maybe that can tie into i know we're a little bit short on time here but um we just to kind of time. sweet sweet because this, I mean, yeah, this is kind of dovetailed nicely, which is the, you know, how do you, what's your kind of setup for podcasting? Do you send it out? Do you use a particular app to record as like a host distribution kind of thing? Um, I can talk about mine as well. Um, just to give somebody that's listening, if they want to do it, what it looks like. Go. All right. So I, everyone, notepads, pens right now. I've got three cameras right now. They are called the, it's from Logitech, the Logitech Mevo Creator. Three cameras, they're basically used for live streaming. I do not live stream, but they kind of look like webcams. You set them up, one, two, three, and you film all in one go. 
I connect that using my iPad. So you just press record. You have to press record because one time I pressed double record and it did not record. So there you go. Oh, Learn no. from my mistakes too. It's lovely. Mm -hmm. So those are the ca that's the camera setup. I've got the light. Um, in terms of microphones, I've got the Procast, I believe, into the Zoom P4, <laughs> one of those things. And uh, so that's basically it in terms of files, you know, just like simple. I, I'm always there probably an hour before until I set up everything and all that, you know, mic check, headphones, that sort of thing. I do not, just because I'm not recording in a studio and I don't have, like Joe Rogan has a Jamie. Every, usually bigger podcasters have a sound engineer because I am doing it in person by myself in a non-studio room, the headphones are off. And the reason why is just because the echo, like considering we are super close to each other, it wouldn't like exactly um, do anyone any justice. It will probably get even more confusing. So the headphones are off for that. In terms of editing, I then use Premiere Pro and Audacity, GarageBand for audio, that sort of thing. So that's with videos. Um, in terms of before that, pre-prep, I have a little book, like a little notepad, and for the entire morning, or like probably a few days before, if I have a guest on, I am doing extensive, extensive research on them, and kind of listening to what podcasters said before me. So I take that information so that I don't ask that person the same question over and over again. I bring up that fact. And then I question them on something else that like is new. No one wants to be like, I understand the importance of like, I, I don't introduce people. I think it's really stupid. There's fucking Google, go Google it. Um, sorry, but uh, I, I don't think I, I want the guest to leave with a whole new experience. I don't want the guest to leave with just like, oh yeah. When did I start out? I started them fucking 10 years ago. My life was a shit show. And then this fucking angel Gabriel came down. I don't want that, you know? So, um, uh -huh. I just have that little piece of paper. I barely look at it, but it's, it's probably like a comfort thing that I need my notepad in front of me just in case. You know what I mean? And then I like diagram out like where I want to go. So let's say if I know that you had a tattoo, I write, I write down, got tattoo, meaning fighter, boom, 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 you know? And then, um, we just like, keep going that way. <laughs> like, uh -huh. so like, I, I kind of like stalk people. Or... Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a mind map yeah, nearly, yeah. exactly. Where it's like, okay, he got a tattoo. It's kind of like Asian-y martial arts, boom. Uh, why is martial arts important to him? So that's like my little, uh, I'm giving you everything. Other than that, I just show up. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I do very similar. So, I mean, mine's all remote, so don't set up cameras or anything. Using Riverside, which is the best thing ever, basically. Oh, yeah. I used it's to use Zencaster, which was fucking terrible. Um, don't use like I had. Oh, my God. Um, so many poor recordings and issues with things. Um, so Riverside FM is the dopest but i wonder for like hosting of the podcast you use like see i have a website so i upload oh, yeah. mine to the website and then there's an rss feed that sends that out to spotify and apple and stuff and you can set that mm. up 
Um, some people I know use other ones like Buzzsprout, um, Anchor. I use Transistor. Transistor, yeah, that kind of yeah. one. And th- does that act as like a, an RSS feed then to all the other ones? It does. Um, yeah. I know that there's. it's not like for all of them, so the podcast technically mm-hmm. isn't available in every single episode. But the only reason why I chose Transistor is because you can upload more than one show. So I also produce Slide Away. It's another like podcast for the skate scene in Ireland. It's super. So I just have nothing to do with it in terms of like presenting myself, but I edit and everything. So I just need things in one place. I also ideally would like to get to a point where I am not I am but like I can grow a theme that is constantly creating a la Malcolm Gladwell Pushkin pods kind of like meaningful audio shows or meaningful live Mm. events meaningful Mm. meaningful anything honestly like Mm. so whoever like lands on my Instagram would see like numbered days collective which is quite stagnant right now barely touched it just because I am so busy but Mm-hmm. My, I, I do think that my purpose here on in this life is to create a little bit more meaning and a little bit more of just like mm-hmm. understanding the concept of don't wait around like our days are fucking numbered, you know. Hence and the number uh, days collective. <laughs> hence the number of days, you know. It's it's more just because it, it's probably like a personal thing, right? But like. Yeah being from a country that is a third the size of Laos with 480,000 people on it. It's like your life is literally written down for you. Like you don't really have much choice at all. So I was always waiting. I was always waiting and everything is like with someone else's permission. So that's where like the kind of like thing comes around of just like, no, now I fucking, now if I want to swear on my podcast, I will swear on my podcast. I don't care. Like, leave me alone. Like, that's where it kind of like comes from a little bit too, if that makes any sense. I am bullshitting today. Well, I mean, I, I, I was vibing with it. It all makes sense to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, like, I'm not bullshitting. Like, I'm not lying, but like, Jesus fucking Christ, I'm talking a lot. <laughs> you're laying it down and that's i think whenever you're used to being the interviewer and you say less yeah i think that's you're, why you're yeah. guest and you have to talk more you start to feel like why am i talking so much and you're like well yeah I, I just had that little moment about. there yeah i was mm. like holy shit debbie stop it no no, <laughs> no i mean that's that's what it's all about but um, i'm giving it i suppose to, to circle yeah. back on so yeah, the uploading and then that the RSS feed distributes it to everything. Mm-hmm. People are always wondering, like, how do you get it on Spotify? And it's like that's what you do. You register with Spotify, the RSS feed, they host mm-hmm. it. Yada yada. YouTube's a little bit different. Obviously, you have to make a YouTube account. You get to upload stuff there. Um, and then for me, it's usually then out to like social media platforms. I use a social media thing called Metricool, which is like a social media scheduler which I've just started using, um, which is actually really good and free, um, where it, which allows you to kind of put all these platforms in and post out to them um, in a way that's hopefully not soul-destroying and time-consuming. <laughs> and do you have then after, so whenever you finish a podcast, do you um, send it out to the guest? Do you say, like, hey, here you go? Okay. 
I stopped doing that. I stopped doing that. I was doing that at the start. People were Mm. taking too long. And I want, I I want to, I want to stick to Tuesdays, take two Tuesdays, kind of like taco Tuesdays. Um, And people were taking too long. And then I was like, oh, it's nearly the end of the day, you know, and they still haven't said anything. Is it rude now for me not to post? And I was still posting it, right? And then usually they always come back afterwards being like, oh yeah, it's fine. You know, like, cheers, thank you. So I just took it upon myself where if they showed up, they gave me consent to post it. If they wanted anything out, if it kept them up at night, my inbox is open for them to tell me, Deb, I do not want this in and I will gladly take it out. You know what I mean? So I just stopped asking for permission. It just saved me a lot of time, a lot of like less like brain work smarter, not harder, that sort of thing, you know? Um, so yeah, I just stopped telling the guests anything. Usually I just like give them a little thing, like when we're done, like, listen, do you want anything out or good to go? Good to go. That's usually it. So yeah. Then I also transcribe the podcast using Otter AI. It's called, mm. it's like $90 a year, I believe something like that. Just, uh, artificial intelligence. Yeah. yeah. It's just cause so I upload. Yeah, exactly. Just cause I upload quite a bit. I just like put that. Mm. Usually it gets it like 70% wrong, but I do not have the time yeah. to just like, and do you go through and edit it or like, I tried for it? the first few, I tried for the first few, but it was a little bit tough. Uh-huh. It was very tough. Then I got like a few people to do it as well. It was always, it was also tough for them specifically with Irish accents and Maltese oh, one, yeah. you know, I, I'm sure that if it were an American accent, it would be significantly easier, but like with dealing with like Europeans and like, I don't Irish say like words. Irish slang words, like, crack comes out as if it's like I'm saying crack cocaine. Yeah. <laughs> um, so there's a lot of things where like it just got complicated. So I'm like, just get it, transcript, whatever, like out it goes. I don't care. Um, but that has helped me. The reason why I added that step nonetheless is because I know that like if there's a sound bite, I usually just go like, what did he say at around that time? He said microphone. So I just like CTRLF microphone comes up with the timestamp. I'm able to find it a little bit easier. You know what I mean? And just oh, for like clips then when you're doing it and do you make clips in Riverside? I know they just added like the clips function thing there. I've been yeah, using it a little bit. Makes I'm it not easier. using it whatsoever. No, I you just download um, and then uh, I just download and I'm a little bit more of a control freak. And <laughs> like I, I, I need to make the clip look as not aesthetically pleasing, but I go into a little bit more detail where I know that if I leave a clip lying around for more than four seconds, someone's going to scroll off. So what do I do? I remove the arms. First of all, if I say something here and I wait, and then I say something there, I chop that up and then I zoom in. So it's like, boom, 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 next shot, boom. Mm. If we're like, I'm sure you've seen like a few clips, but like yeah, we're, yeah, we're going into detail here. So I'm sorry, people, like if it's complicated in your ears right now, but let's say if there's like a remote podcast happening, mm-hmm. it goes from two shots 
to one shot of the person to a zoomed in shot of the person. In fact, I am slightly more zoomed out than Mahan is right now. So that means that, mm-hmm. let's say if I am editing the podcast, if I'm zooming in, it's a little bit like more aesthetic than Mahan's entire fucking cheeks across the screen, you know, not butt cheeks, f- facial. Yes. There you go. <laughs> Save that for the fucking <laughs> mailing list instead. Um, <laughs> yeah, <man>. <laughs> you know, <laughs> uh, change over to like some stock footage, always captions just for people that are hard of hearing, mm. attention deficit, and just are not are supposed to be working, but are on TikTok on silent instead. So there's yeah. something for everyone. No, I'm just there, getting the know. secret sauce here now. This is just completely saving my Yeah, this is a consulting him. session. Funnily enough, yeah, I did this is tell like, Mahan. Are you charging? Yeah. Are you charging? Yeah, I did you tell you that I would send you the invoice before that. <laughs> yeah, I'll have to save up for this one. Um, but yeah, I in terms of so just I guess the, these are kind of like extra things that are a bit more complicated and you know definitely more high level. I don't have the editing skills to be doing all of that anyway. I generally use Descript and try and just like make sure the captions mm. make sense and it's not too fucking all over the place. But hopefully, I can graduate to that at some stage. Um, but even just the starting of a podcast on like Anchor or your own website or on transistor or whatever it is and then being able to distribute it and i think picking a social media platform is a good idea whatever your friends are on um email is i way prefer email i've been like i have been so lazy about building an email list but it's literally what i've wanted to do the entire time but i just haven't done it for some reason so there's a lot of ways i suppose to to get into it and then to generate a some people watch, listening to it or watching it or whatever it is um, and kind of, you know, carving out your niche, unfortunately, Ooh, or he said just it. so that you can, god damn niches, um, <laughs> I'm completely just undoing everything I've said in the first hour of this podcast now, <laughs> just going exactly in the opposite, um, but even just, yeah, so that you can feel kind of um, a bit confident in just the process of making a podcast i think the first bit of it we kind of went through like the philosophy or like why you know why it's important and so i wanted to give people some of the mechanics as well because i had to figure that shit out man and i had no idea like nothing i made my own website and jesus christ i don't know why i did it i spent about five months on it and like so much i like i could have paid somebody 200 quid but i was like oh, i'll do it it should be easy i was like oh my god nope this is terrible it's not even with the because i know that you're not using a host and stuff even with the likes of transistor it mm. probably was dare i say maybe like a four like three four hour job nonetheless like i had to go on like the support like for like specific directions and all that. And funnily enough, the, the first thing she said was like, oh yeah, like, like a lot of people think it's easy, but it's not, but it is possible. Yeah. I think that um, uh, right now, like with the likes of YouTube, with the likes of Google, there's so much information out there that like it is possible to figure it out. It really is. Yes, it takes more time, but I think it is super, especially if you are doing this alone, to get that fucking skill set yourself. 
it could be a it's not even a pride i don't think it's a pride thing for myself but if let's say i want to bring someone on let's say if i want to get this new new grad that wants to like work for free and like tap into like the podcasting scene i am better off bringing them on and being like look this is how i do it this is how you set it up and then they learn rather than oh yeah i don't know how i don't like uh, i i don't know how to do that kind of thing you'll have to figure it out that's not like there there has i think there's a lot of managers that are like that as well like where it's just like oh i um i need someone to film me 24/7 film yourself edit yep. yourself first you know if you want someone to help you out then at least you know how you can help them out too you know what i mean yep. like yep. Uh, fuck me man some people um if you want to start out a podcast and you have those questions fair enough and definitely ask me but like i'm not trying to say that like everyone is lazy except for me it's not that whatsoever but um there comes like a little bit of a I don't know. It's not even like a spark, but like, uh, like you kind of like got that book. You read it, and now it's in like your like brain, like it's in your knowledge, like sphere. You learned, you learned the, a new yeah. skill set. You know what I mean? Yep. Where you can help mm -hmm. someone out next. Um, I think it's like quite cool, like that. You know, where yeah. um, yeah, I think that's why like people are actually asking me questions about podcasting. Funnily enough. Mm. Cause like, I don't do how, how to create a podcast content, but like you and like other people are actually just asking mm. me that question. And it's probably just because yeah. they know that, you know, you're kind of getting the impression that I'm doing it by myself and I'm figuring it out, you know? Um, yeah. And you get kind cool, of, I suppose, yeah. Mm. And to really? learn it kind of from, yeah, just if you see something, I suppose, and then you can kind of, if to pick up from other people, I suppose, the skills that you don't have, but also that this can help you. I mean, learning all this stuff allowed me to change jobs, basically to change careers yeah. and to get exactly. into a whole new area that mm. I probably wouldn't have been qualified for unless I built my own website, unless I did my own blog, unless I'd done, you know, marketing, email marketing, unless I made this podcast, recorded all these yeah. things, done editing. I, I wouldn't have been able to transition from the job that I was working in a bank into a creative like job without mm -hmm. it. Um, so something that could be a side hobby or that's something you're passionate about can also help you get into something that's more your speed as it did with me. Um, so it, so it just opening the door creates, you know, yeah. opportunities. Yeah. My dad says this thing. So back home, we have a Maltese bus, right? They don't really like drive it around, but that's like a traditional thing. And he always used to explain certain things in life when it comes to like that sort of stuff is see what you're going to do, like calculate your next move based on what's the next point it's going to take you to. And he always used to, I have a hoodie printed with a Maltese bus on it, funnily enough. He goes, see if this is going to be a bus route to an air uh, to a bus station from a bus station to the capital city and then you're going to get a taxi to the airport and then the airport from Malta airport you're going to go to frankfurt deb um 
that that was like the kind of like lessons and like some like metaphor he used to kind of like teach mm -hmm. me and it's always like stuck with me where it's like figure out okay you're gonna do this you're gonna do it on your phone first yes from your phone you're going to get like this really like like you're gonna really enjoy editing for example you're really gonna enjoy sound design you got yourself to a fucking bus terminus now friend like where are you gonna go next are you gonna go on Upwork? Are you gonna DM a bunch of people? What are you gonna do? You're gonna DM people. Boom. Da -da 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 -da. All right, now I'm gonna start creating TikToks. But TikToks, where? TikTok, you're gonna be at fucking not Frankfurt Airport, but like, it, it's crazy. So, uh huh. I, I think figure, figuring things out by yourself is slower, tiring, stressful, but it's really fucking worth it because then you are at a point where you can turn around to people and be like, no, I do not depend on you. I do not mm. need, I can actually do it by myself. You know what I mean? Like, um, you, you give yourself that authority a little bit. And that you can be your own media company basically now with your That's phone what I'm and to do. a little yeah. bit of software. Um, and that that yep. is actually possible. Which is pretty mm -hmm. dope, especially when you're promoting a message like more meaningful conversations, more meaningful interactions, more meaningful lives. Um, that's a very worthwhile mission. Um, so learning to use the technology for that, maybe that's solving the whole social media dilemma or something or like, you know, what's ethical, what's not ethical. Um, that if you're pursuing something that's at least, you know, noble enough that you can use these um mm -hmm. tools towards that end um, and if you that's can, what they are you know keep it that way exactly yeah. that's what they are they are tools they are not everything the people like if i were to grab any book over here like they are they're a tool they do not i am not valuing said wisdom in that person you know what i mean i think that's like the it, that's a little like mindset shift that will happen in every not everyone's lives but like in a lot of people's like journeys is when you figure out oh yeah this is what i actually want to do and sometimes it's not an overnight thing then you're just like oh okay oh there you go that's it i really like russ independent artist unreal fucking doing shit all this like i need to learn a lot from him he is a tool though a little bit of that, a little bit of that. And uh, you just like yeah. figure it out for yourself. I think it's really fun mm. like that, you know? Yeah. Mm, that's kind of like, yeah, like the whole of personal development, really finding people that you admire and that you want to emulate. And then, and podcasting is a good way for doing that because you get to meet the people you admire or that you're interested in and that are doing cool stuff. Um, yeah. So yeah, that's, I mean, thank you so much, Debbie. Uh, if we keep going now, it'll be too big for me to upload it. So, thank you. <laughs> Fair enough. Because yeah, don't sign website. up to any course. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't pay go. 10 grand for a course. YouTube. Do not. No, exactly. Fair enough. Thank you so much, Martin. I appreciate it. Thanks, Debbie. Bye.